The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. We are still celebrating the Cowboys' 22-10 win over the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Haley Sutton alongside Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez. Ladies, how are we doing on this Tuesday? The sun is shining, the weather is nice, (laughs) and the Cowboys are 4-1. Yeah, they are. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. Like <laughs> she's thrilled, guys. Don't let it fool you. We know she's thrilled. Good. Any anytime it's a victory Tuesday, it's a, it's a victory week after a win, right? So we sure. had our victory Monday. It was great. Victory Tuesday, even better. Uh, I think I think as uh, the week continues on, but we didn't get to hear from you yesterday, Haley. We, I was wanting to ask you what was your initial thoughts on the win and how are you feeling going into Eagles Week? Yeah, you know I have kind of uh, I'm really spoiled on Sundays because during away games right now I get to hang out with the guys. Uh, we do pregame live with Kyle and Isaiah and Barry and Nate and just all of those guys back there, and it's so incredible just to sit and you know watching the game is one thing. Yeah, watching the game with a purpose is another thing, but yeah. doing all of those things with a group of guys who have won Super Bowls they've taken it in for this franchise just I go back sometimes and I look at my notes and I'm just scribbling things down of what they're saying so it's it's really nice for me because you know I feel spoiled I got a bunch of guys in there who've done it um so that's always fun uh but I mean I think this was a good win I think my score prediction going into this one was 24 13 Cowboys is what he said so I was pretty close on the money okay um I think right now with Cooper Rush the big thing is first to 20 uh, he's proven it time and time again. He's consistent, and he's going to get you those 20 points, and that's kind of about it. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, it's first to 20. That is a tangible goal for the defense to stick with, too, because then as long as you're limiting them to that 20 points or less, you're good to go. Uh, so initially, yeah, I definitely thought it was a good win. I thought obviously the defense does what the defense does best, and we've been talking about what more can they do? Well, they tell you on the first play, the strip sack and yep. then the touchdown by D-Law. It really doesn't get much better than that. So uh, my questions going into this week and beyond, especially when you're taking on an undefeated Eagles team uh, on Sunday night football, is how sustainable is this football? Um, you know, like Mike talked so much on Monday about the de- this being a very defense-first team. Like mm-hmm. he pretty yeah. much confirmed that. Yes, yeah. that uh, language. Yeah, but – I am just curious how sustainable that is. You know, like, how long is your defense going to be able to continue to fire on all cylinders when your offense isn't matching that same energy? Obviously, we know that changes uh, when Dak comes back, but right now that's not an option. Right now your quarterback is Cooper. So I think this will really be uh, a solid test coming up, and obviously we'll get more into that throughout the week with the Eagles. But, uh, yeah, my first impressions were – a win to win. Cooper is still undefeated. I think I read yep. he is the fifth undrafted quarterback in the history of the NFL to win his first four starts Ooh. in the Super Bowl era. So, And who would have thought? Yeah. Really? Not us. No. I, I don't <laughs> think most people did. Yes. I think, you know, it's funny. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> 
we were uh, in a podcast I did last night. I was talking to my co-host, Brandon, and we were talking, and he said, okay, I went back and I listened to what we were talking about after Jack got hurt. And we said, what's your confidence level in Cooper Rush? And he was like, we said we were hesitant to say four. And I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. We didn't have to bring that up. But it's it's actually a very good problem to have. But yeah. I think, like Aisha said, as, as time continues on, uh, we're we're ready to see Jack back yeah. in action so we'll we'll get into that that was some um you know pre-recording conversation we had but yeah no Haley we missed you yesterday yes we and did we love having Aww. you and so Thanks, I was just guys. dying Christy to see that the bomb if you Christy. didn't get to see Haley's segment uh that she did on Michael Gallup please go to her Instagram and go watch it it is so good Haley I'm Aww. so proud of you Amazing. thank you and you know what I loved about that conversation my goal always has been as a journalist is just to remind people that like Y'all, like, these people have families. Yeah. They have kids, and they have, you know, they all brush their teeth when they go to bed. And they, hopefully. You know, we all, hopefully. Right? Yeah. But you know what I mean. <laughs> like, these, these guys are human, and you yeah. see it time yeah. in and time out where they are just constantly drilled about, oh, well, you missed this play, or you dropped this pass, or, you know, right. you missed this kick. And so I loved my conversation with Michael just because he was so open. Uh, he spoke uh, about his brother. Uh, and his mental journey and coming back from an injury because a a lot of times the mental side of it uh, is harder than the physical side of it. So he spoke about that very openly. Uh, He talked about his son, Miles, who is so cute. Uh, (laughs) That was my favorite part of uh, talking to him. You just see how big his face uh, lit up. So, yeah, so I try to do feature stories like that every Sunday. This Sunday coming up, I've got a fun one. Uh, about just the rivalry, the nitty-gritty of playing yeah. at Lincoln Field and what this Cowboys-Eagles matchup really looks like. So yeah. I'm excited to uh, pick the guy's brain starting tomorrow, especially for these newbies. Uh, that was one thing that I found really interesting. I was on Cowboys Hour last night with Brian or with Brad Sham, and uh, we had Tyler Smith as our guest, and we got to talking about the matchup. And, you know, I asked him, I said, what have these guys told you about what it's like to play in Philadelphia, and the first thing he said was, well, all these guys said, don't bring your family. Like, if you value your family, like, don't bring them because Eagles fans are no joke. Uh, So it's just interesting to kind of get that side. And, you know, you'll get the typical coaches talk, like, we're just taking it one game at a time. But this game means so much more to them than just one game on the schedule. Yeah, and then obviously there's some contingency in the NFC as well, like just with rankings. And then obviously you're talking about like maybe a tiebreaker later on in the Mm -hmm. season. Yeah, This game does have contingencies. um, And But I wanted to circle back to what you were talking about with the, you know, Cooper Rush doing just enough. I'm going to be honest with y'all. This is, this, this, this... This game when right here. starts tapping her fingers. You know, when she business. does this with her pen on the on the table, she'll go like this. Like, oh, I'm like, point yeah, proven. Yeah, listen, yeah. y'all, like this is the game <laughs> where going back and looking at like the game over again and watching the all twenty two, y'all was sick. This is the game where I think you really missed your quarterback and mm-hmm. you can start seeing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of opportunity being left on that field um, from a receiving standpoint. I, I just want to, you know talking like Kellen Moore is adjusting like I really do feel like he is understanding some how to beat zones better I think he understands you know how the play he's really doing a lot to set up the play action pass and uh Cooper Rush is just he's keyed in on a guy um coming out of his break or coming out of his drops and this is what's happening with the receiver core so I just I don't know I'm really looking for this offense to to take off I I will say though in this process though the running game 
and learning how to like them learning how to depend on the running game I think is very important because you saw later in that fourth quarter last game they were able to you know churn churn and turn that clock you know Mm -hmm. and run the ball and I I do think also too listening to the language listening to Mike McCarthy saying that they mandated that this is a defensive team he's this is a head coach mandated thing that this is a defensive minded Mm -hmm. team and he also talked about um and even Kellen Moore I think last week talked about in one of his interviews like hey I wanted to pass the ball so bad here yeah but I didn't I didn't I I stuck you know they stuck with the run and I think that that's showing growth from Kellen Moore but I also want to say that on tape I see growth from him as a coordinator and some of the things he is scheming these guys open it it, the quarterback's just gonna have to make the second read and and, you know and deliver a good ball also too we talked about yesterday with the drops from the receivers got to get help there um, I don't know. I feel like it's a it's kind of a catch twenty two with the catch twenty two with the sure. offense right now. You're yeah. getting you're getting good stuff from the run game, but then at on, at the same time in the passing game, like they gotta put that together if they want to maybe win this game this week. So what I think is interesting too, in looking at the offense, is how conservative it's been. Yeah, and, and absolutely, it's, it's girl. simple. It, you know, <laughs> preach. You <laughs> uh, just said conservative. Yes, she said absolutely. That's understatement. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the thing with it is, I think this. Team team in order to get to the next level uh, offensively right we, we know the defense is on a different level so that goes without saying but I think offensively to get to the next level you need your starting quarterback in you need to start gelling with the Dak in the pocket and you need to start you know, doing those plays and, and having that play calling that suits Dak and what works with Dak. And, um, you know, Cooper Rush has been incredible. We're giving him all the flowers for carrying this team since uh, Dak's injury. But I, I think in order to get to the next level, this is the time that you start to integrate Dak back, of course, uh, when he's mentally and physically ready. I think that's so important. And uh, I, I will be interested to see what happens with Dak's timeline the next couple of weeks. And uh, I, I think... Playing conservative is is working, but uh, it's also not going to work for the Eagles. I mean, I, I think and they're that's taking agreed. big shots though. Like they're taking big shots though, sis. Like they're trying to like there there's homers. Like there's opportunities for them to take it to the house. Like yeah. there's opportunities, but they have to capitalize there. Like Ceedee Lamb has to catch that ball. Michael Gallup has to catch that ball. Mm. Like they have to convert there because third down is killing them. Like. They're yeah. not very good on third down right now. You're mm-hmm. keeping that defense on the field. Honestly, second down is what's really been killing them this year. They're literally bottom of the league on second down and getting yeah. positive yardage there. They have to figure out a way to continue to stay on the field um, and have sustainable drives, especially against you know the Eagles this, this week because they do have a run game that can give it to you. And yes, you even go back to uh, – here we go. People are going to be like, oh, we're sick of her already. You go back to beating themselves and defeating themselves with the penalties. I knew you, it was coming. Uh, you guys, come on. They're next. Uh, you Take know a what? shot every time Jess talks about you penalties. You would be playing. drunk by the end of the, by the, end of like the, the Leonardo, episode. Like the Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, last night. Oh, you know exactly what a penalty is, don't you? I'm done. I don't think I've ever learned so much about penalties as I have the last two seasons with the Cowboys, man. But no, what I'm saying is you can't defeat yourselves with these games. And um, I, I don't think they did uh, with the Rams. I think a lot of those penalties were justifiable. And I think there was a lot more that weren't called than what were. Mm. Um, but then what I'm saying with the Eagles, this is a team that 
you look at the schedule, this is your biggest threat right now. And and this goes down to the long-term goal of this team wanting to get to the playoffs. You cannot afford to lose a division game with how the Eagles are looking. Even the Giants. Like, I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. even the Giants, mm-hmm. you can't. It's, it's a farce. You can't afford. <laughs> you can't afford to Not lose to the Eagles. <laughs> I'm trying to expand my These are new words. I love that. But um, you, you can't afford to lose to the Eagles right now because you don't know what they're going to look like come December form Eagles and if that game is going to be even more of a challenge to win if if it comes down to a tie or anything like that so mm-hmm. I would rather see them win this game and worry about it uh, you know next time around for the home game with the Eagles yeah I think it's interesting too while we're on the topic of Cooper Rush and playing safe and and all the things that he's good at uh, it's interesting too when you look at the tight ends we were just discussing yeah. before we yes, came on ma'am. just uh <laughs> Dalton Schultz has obviously <laughs> struggled, you know, uh, to say the least. Um, yeah. He did re-aggravate that PCL injury. And I know I talked about yeah. this last week, but those kind of knee injuries, they're tough because they feel okay and it takes one tweak and then you're you're out of it for two, yep. et cetera. So uh, it's looking like he's still a little bit more banked up. So as a result, uh, the team has added a tight end, Seth Green, out of Houston, uh, just to kind of give a little bit of room to that tight end room. We know Jake Ferguson's been struggling with a knee injury as well. He was kind of limited at practice last week. Uh, and I think that uh, Sean McEwen is also a little banged up too. So just a just a tough room right now. I know you have some thoughts. You're looking at me. Real quick, I want to make sure if you're going to Google Seth Green, please put tight end in because <laughs> the actor sweet. will pop up first. <laughs> I just made the mistake. That is a fantastic disclaimer. Thank you for you're welcome. for the people. You're, I got you. But, I'm, uh, I'm a woman of the people. What can I say? <laughs> but with the tight end room, like it's it's interesting because I, I it's a conversation that's being had right now is like where, where are the tight ends right now bro like where are they and they blocking listen <laughs> they blocking right now and when they're open again like we talked about they're not really getting those looks right now there's opportunity on the seams but um cowboys are doing a lot of max protect, protection uh 12 personnel and they're seeing success in that i I can't stress enough how much Peyton Hendershot and uh, Jake Ferguson are willing to put their bodies on the line um, as blockers. And they really contributed to quite a few of the big run plays last week. This is something that the Cowboys have missed from the tight end position. Just consistently, y'all. Consistently. (laughs) They have missed blocking tight ends, and it really is opening up the offense in a way with the 12 personnel. Um, I think you'll see a benefit from that when you get uh, Dak Prescott back because he definitely is a more tight end-minded, I guess, quarterback. There's opportunity there, but yeah, they they blocking and they blocking good. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what they're good at. I, I read earlier that Dalton Schultz has had zero catches since missing that game against the Giant. He had seven Oof. receptions in Week One. He's had just two since then, and he's been open. Yikes. I mean, there's times that they like I said, there's times that these guys are open and there's opportunity there. But I mean, here we go, here we go. You yeah. working with what you got right now? Let's <laughs> let's let's go. <laughs> Aisha's feeling some type of way to the Aisha y'all, came in spicy she today. She did. Did she, she not? really did. Y'all, because no. y'all ain't got to, like, I had to sit there and watch them. This is what happens when you oh. watch film all day. This is what happens uh, for anyone that is interested in, in uh, the industry. No, but Aisha's mind is, the way it works, and in, in watching her just, you know, the, the last couple of weeks watching you and and talking more about the film it's incredible to see how much you really pick up when you when you watch the film so kudos to you and just uh thank throwing you. you your flowers i'm, I'm giving flowers out <laughs> i'm excited but 
with all the complaining I'm doing, all <laughs> the complaining I'm doing. She's like, back. I don't want your flowers. No, I, I want the flowers. I like tulips. But, oh, there you go. But listen, like, with Gentlemen. all the fussing I'm doing, <laughs> I'm excited, though. Like, I, I think there are things to look forward to with seeing how the run game is operating contrary yeah. to our to the belief before that the Cowboys weren't going to be able to move the ball like that. Um, and running downhill, some of the run concepts are nice. Like, I think you're seeing good things there. But when you start talking about when you get four back— like, yeah, I like there is a, also too. Dak uh, had a fantastic interview. Um, Jory, Jory actually posted some of the quotes from it on yeah. Twitter talking about, you know, how he thinks that what he's having to sit on the sideline right now is going to make this team better. Like, yeah. he, he seems very encouraged by being able to sit back and really look at how simple things are right now. I mean, and when you start looking at we talked about it, like at the beginning of the season, they're going to have to turn back the clock to 2016. And that's kind of what you see them doing schematically, really setting up the play action, really, really running the ball, trying to run that clock, you know, and that stuff. But when you get a Dak Prescott back that can extend plays, mm. that, that can go to that second look, that can hopefully use his legs again, I think you'll see this offense start to pick up a little bit. And I, I am looking forward to that. I think it's just taking it to the next level, right? right. I, I think that's really what, what everybody wants from the offense is to take it to the next level. And eventually you have to get up to the same amount of energy, the same level the defense the is defenses, on. Yeah. Because right? otherwise yeah. you're going to wear down that defense in the worst way. You're going to see guys that, you know, maybe have a little bit more injuries. That's always my biggest fear is that when that defense is on the field for the majority of the game, I don't need any of them getting injured. And we don't want any of them getting injured, given there's the depth and all of that. But you cannot afford an injury on this defense at any point it, for any team, any player, right? That goes without saying. But the offense not stepping it up to that next level could be detrimental to the productivity that the defense has had so far. Mm -hmm. And, and I, what I don't want to see is – a regression from the defense because the offense isn't able to keep up and they're not able to capitalize in the red zone. They're not able to score those touchdowns. They're putting it all on Money Maher to, to make three every time, which eventually, guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, it's not going to happen every single time. Statistically, Brett Maher can't make it every single time we want him to, and I hope he does. But when you have an offense with the weapons that they have and, and we've seen it you have the Michael Gallups you have CeeDee Lamb you have Noah Brown you have you have these weapons you have Zeke you have Tony Pollard use them in the correct way but I think it, it is going to take Dak returning and it's going to take him a minute to settle in and get everything going again men, with his mentals and, and get his footwork going uh, get that grip going get that throwing uh, throwing his ball going and I, I think at that point then you're going to see it t take to the next level. But, uh, I mean, really, Cooper Rush has it set out for him on Sunday. If he starts, if Dak starts, I'm excited to see either way. But okay. we don't know yet. It's still still a little bit of a question, I right? I hope we know. It we looks like know There yet. you go. We know who's starting. Yeah, there exactly. <laughs> and, but we talked about this last week, too, uh, when, when Jane was here. We talked about what realistically makes sense for the long-term effect of the entire season. And, and uh, you know, she she talked about it last week. It probably wasn't smart to have Dak in for this game anyways. The next two games, looking at the schedule, you have the Lions and then you have the Bears. Realistically, would I like to see Dak play the Eagles? Of course, I think any of us would. But I would like to see him play the Eagles towards the end of the season at the home game, healthy, because he sat out a couple more weeks. Jerry Jones this morning on 105.3 The Fan telling us that 
he's maybe not telling us word for word, but uh, pretty much hinting at uh, Dak still needing some work, uh, specifically saying he uh, needs work on spinning the ball, and that comes with grip. Uh, and something else that was pointed out, too, is it's not just the grip uh, while we're talking about Dak Prescott, but being able to take a snap and get your hand set, like that that motion of getting the snap, getting your hand set, and then spinning the ball. Those sure. are all of the things uh, that Dak is currently working through. So obviously until he can do that, and then Mike, going back to Mike McCarthy saying uh, he wants to see a full week of padded practices before uh, Dak's good to go, it's safe to say Cooper is the starter. Awesome. And and I get Rush it, right? Hour. Like We're all tired. We're all tired of <laughs> mediocre offense. But at the end of the day, we have to be satisfied because like we said at the top of this show <laughs> – <laughs> Cooper's got it done, right? What yeah. do you guys? Uh, she has a thing <laughs> that uh, we all say at the end of the we day. We need so... to do a parody for at the end of the day. It has <laughs> taken oh, Take a shot. Over. Take a shot anytime you hear somebody say at the end of the day. It's there you taken. go. It's worse than me and bringing up penalties, <laughs> I promise. It's literally Jerry. Like, they have taken over, like, Cowboys media vocabulary. I didn't, believe her. In I didn't believe her until I heard Jerry say it. I heard mm. Mike say it, and I've heard Dan Quinn say it. And I'm like, oh, well, my goodness. Put me on the coaching staff then. I'm Just her in. Don't wait, do that. Wait, literally wait. don't do that. <laughs> No, I gotta I'm take like, a shot for the word execute. Not like, execute. execute. <laughs> my bad. My Our bad, producers, my bad, my bad. Uh, Jazzy said, take a shot for the word execute as well. So there you go. Drinking game, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys style. My bad. No, Girls you talk, could. boys I talk style. I tried to hold it in. <laughs> you right in front of me. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take our first break. We can get these giggles out of the way. But when we come back, guys, we are so excited. We are starting a new trend on Tuesday where we spotlight the incredible women within this organization. We are so excited uh, for our first guest. I'll tell you all about her. And she's going to join us on the show when we come back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference, make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to get to our very special guest, but first, let's go over to Jess. Let's talk NFL Plus. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. Get live, local, and primetime regular season and 
post season games on your phone or tablet, game replays, and even more than that. Uh, go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. I will say I have NFL Plus, and it is incredible. If you don't have it, you should get it. Good stuff. I've heard mixed things about it. It's good stuff. And and I think for for looking at football from a different perspective, they have those those replays of, of no commercials and just get straight to the point. I love it. It's a very condensed football game, but uh, you get to go back and you get to watch all the greatness uh, that we experience, especially when the Cowboys win. It's fun yeah. to watch. Check it out. I ain't even going to lie. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. I've been wanting to like throw my computer a couple times. It's not, I, I told you, yeah. I ain't gonna hold. I'm, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm having fun. Yeah, with but it's plus. helpful. It's helpful. It is helpful. It's helpful, but and if you miss a game, it's it's all there. So, <laughs> anyways, putting the plug in for NFL Plus. Be honest right? with the people. Did you get a check from them? I, I should. <laughs> no, guys, we are so excited. So here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, uh, we are so excited to start doing this every Tuesday, where we spotlight. We have so many incredible women that work yes. in this organization, work Absolutely. in this building, uh, and I. I can't think of a better day uh, to start this than on International Day of the Girl. That's actually today. Wow, so exciting. Go women. We love that. Uh, and we're going to get started with a very special guest. We are joined, as you can see, in our fourth chair uh, by Mo Lucille. She's the production coordinator of Dallas Cowboys Merchandising. So, Mo, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You for us. Yay, we, we got, got a little applause, applause going on. <laughs> okay, Jazzy, come Very well deserved. Setting the tone. Uh, Mo, I kind of just want to open the floor a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about you and what you do every day here in the building. Yes, yes. So every day I am working on our internal orders, working on everything that you see us wear every single day, the things like rally towels that are spinning with the fans in the stadium. So making sure that we have everything outfitted for our internal clients and our fans. What's like your Beautiful. favorite thing you've designed so far? Um, I think my favorite thing is actually those rally towels because there's nothing yeah. more just, just cool to see everybody that is all hyped up in the stadium and they're all swinging their towels and just getting involved in the game. So that's something super special to see something from execution to just seeing everybody being able to participate in that. Have, oh, yeah. Have you, uh, last question for me, and then obviously you girlies jump in, uh, but ha I guess talk to me about your journey uh, to get to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started at the warehouse. I wanted to get my foot in the door and be able to work my way up and be able to prove myself along the way. So I started off at the warehouse, and I've been able to do that, just work my way up and improve myself and be able to gain further opportunities. And now I'm here five years later. That's so that. awesome. Oh, I love Snap that. For that. I'm like, we're on so the theme yeah. of resilience, and, and yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So, Mo, my question to you is, you know, being a woman in sports, mm -hmm. it's, it's so empowering and it's it's uh, it's it, you thrive in it. Right. And right. it's it's something right. that's so incredible. And shout out to you for those rally towels, Thank because you. I'm telling you during those games, I'm like, They're come fun. on, <laughs> like, they, I have so many of them and, and my family has so many of them. We're like, yeah, those are amazing. So what is your what is your message to anybody that, you know, maybe the little girls watching? And, and that's always my favorite example to use that that look at, you know, women working working in sports to say, hey, maybe I can't play football yet. Because, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's coming soon, hopefully. But uh, maybe I can't play football, but how can I be part of it? What is your message to those little girls watching? Just be open to whatever is your passion, whatever triggers that passion, and don't be afraid to stick to it throughout the end until you get to your goal. Do not stop. And I mean that with every fiber of my being, no matter what, because I'm 38 years old, and I have 
just worked and worked and worked to get where I want to go. And now I'm seeing the fruits of my labor really come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So no matter what that looks like for you, even if you're not great at sports, I'm not great at sports. I never was and never aspired to be. But I knew that I was passionate about working within the NFL and being able to impact communities through community services, through internal business partners. And so being able to do that on a day-to-day basis is something that I'm thrilled and privileged to be able to do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you just hit the so nail right on the head. I'm so yeah. proud of you. <laughs> Thank absolutely. you. We just met. I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> That's incredible. And so, um, you know, Haley kind of asked you, what's, what's your favorite thing that you've designed mm-hmm. so far? But what is one of your favorite memories? That, like, looking back, was it when you got the call of, hey, this is your new position? What was mm-hmm. that moment like for you? How did that feel? Actually, getting those calls is almost surreal because you know how you grind so long and yeah. then you get the call and you're like, okay, <laughs> what's next? Yeah. And you don't <laughs> quite take it in and, and understand what's happening. Yeah, so I know that it's, feeling. It's yeah. <laughs> yes. It's more that, but my favorite experiences here are with the media club that we have with the fellowship, and that's our DEI initiative with the Dallas Cowboys. And I love the media club because we're all able to come together, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different generations, and just exchange ideas in a safe place, in a safe format. It's no judgment. It's no wrong answer. It's no wrong comment. We all respect each other mutually. So you just feel safe to have a conversation about content. And that's by far my, my most favorite thing that I've, that I've been able to participate and help cultivate here with the Dallas Cowboys along with the side of Nikki Harrison. Oh, beautiful. Aisha? Yeah. Um, so I was trying to ask you before, like working in like, you know, equipment and doing all those things, I'm really wondering what is a funny experience of yours, you know, working in that department? Yeah, yeah. I think one of my funniest experiences is just kind of seeing when we walk up to the stadium and mm-hmm. all the fans tailgating, just seeing how they express themselves. Even with some <laughs> of the merchandise we create, like, you did that with what? <laughs> and just seeing their, their creativity and their passion come to the forefront in their own unique way. I think that that is just something that is so fun just to see that. I love that you pointed that out. I went to my first game of the season um, against the Commanders, and I'm mm-hmm. pulling up, like, trying to find parking because I'm notorious for always getting lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and so I literally made – I'm on the phone with Nick Eatman, and I'm, he's like, you're going to have to go all the way around. So I had to go all the way around the building. And as I'm coming down the side before you turn into Lot 3 where media parks – uh, there's a man like on a horse, like oh. and I'm like I wonder if that's that same guy at Walmart Probably. who went viral. So I right. love that you point that out. It's so right. fun just to see uh, their different personalities. But I want to actually go back to Jess's question. Uh, you talked about um, being in a safe space and being able to create freely. I, I guess my question to that is like is there moments where you felt like you haven't been able to do that and I guess how did you work through that sure sure I think that's part of your career no matter what you choose not only your career but your education and then you have to recognize when it's time to pivot yeah and and then be you know be steadfast in that pivot and have the courage to follow through because it's one thing to say okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do something different I'm gonna go in a different approach but then the follow-through has to happen and then the consistency has to happen so that's what I would encourage anybody to just focus on is being consistent in whatever that looks like and that pivot to happen naturally because that kind of, that course will kind of course correct itself sure and and you know working in in sports is it's it's such a competitive industry mm-hmm. and it's something that so many people aspire to do 
and and there's so many different people from different walks of life that apply to these mm-hmm. positions and um it's very competitive so what was the message you told yourself when you know maybe there was a, a door closed or there mm-hmm. was a no what did you tell yourself to continue to keep going and and really what was uh, your driving factor to tell yourself this is what i want i want to work within the nfl i, I want to do this how did you keep yourself encouraged in moments of no's and discouragement maybe sure sure for me it is i'm i'm very kind of um i work in absolute sometimes and that's <laughs> to my benefit and to my detriment yes, so it's one of those things where this is happening period next no, yeah. not just next. straight like that. <laughs> yep. It's happening. Yep. And so whatever no comes, it just came and went next. Mm-hmm. Like I you just that. have to keep pushing. And it's almost like you've dedicated that to yourself and it's sacred. Nobody else can touch that. Nobody else can taint that. That is yours and yours alone in that sacred space. So if that's my committed my commitment to Mo, then it's just happening. Oh, I love Let's that. Let's get it. Oh, I love that we so love much. Yes. Love that. And I have to ask you, you work for the Dallas Cowboys, obviously, but yes. who is your favorite player of all time? I cannot believe we didn't ask for that, you guys. It was coming. You there beat you go. me to it. <laughs> well, my favorite for me and how I grew up was Tom Landry. Ah. Just the elegance, the class, the, the reverence that he carried every single week. For me, that was always a guide. And again, I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm 38. So just understanding what that means in our career paths, what that means, how we carry ourselves within the organization, I think that's huge. So Tom Landry has always been a staple for me. Wow. Love that. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. so too. much. How in, how in tune are you with the team this season? I mean, are you feel pretty confident about what the direction they're going? You know, from from I like to be a fan on Sunday. That's, that's <laughs> okay, my thing. That's good. my that. one day a week where I can just sit back and enjoy and be a fan. Every you know every every day we're focused on again the pivots if we're winning or we're losing. What do we need sure. to do to order to make sure we're good to go? So on Sundays I'm I'm a fan and I can just relax and just enjoy what's happening. And uh, is there is there any particular player on this current team that you find yourself like really rooting for whether it be uh his background his story or anything like that anybody now that you really aspire and and look up to and and all of that absolutely Dak Prescott I love the journey and the transparency of the journey within the steps when we're talking about everything from a physical injury and that recovery or we're talking about mental health and bringing that conversation to the forefront and what that looks like for you and your individual self and for being a leader of a team because it looks differently in different ways because we show up in different spaces in different <laughs> ways. So I think by far, like that's that's my favorite when I look at a person in their whole selves and their full dimensional selves, it'd be Dak Prescott. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. You're incredible, Mo. Mo, thank you, thank yes, you so much for your insight. It, you like I said, I'm so ladies. excited yes. for to, to continue to do these every Tuesday because I think it's so special. Uh, to give everyone a break of us just giggling out here. And <laughs> well, you ladies do a fantastic somebody. job. Thank you for having Thank me. You. Thank well, you. now You're everybody, fantastic. when you use your rally towels um, at any home game, <laughs> you know who to think. You know it's Mo that right. you can think of Mo as your like right. defense. Just think of Mo. <laughs> Mo Lucille, production coordinator for Dallas Cowboys merchandising. Mo, thank you Thank so, you. so much. Thank you. Uh, we've got one more segment here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We're going to be breaking down a little bit of what we can expect with the Eagles matchup coming up on Sunday. And so we will wrap up the show when we come back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. 
because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original Angel Food and New Angel Food Slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. fulfilling was that getting to hear from mo lucille the production coordinator for dallas cowboys merchandising here on girls talk boys talk sponsored by jigsaw the preferred dating app of the dallas cowboys we'll get more into that in a minute but first let's go over to jess Miller Lite is proud to bring you Q Barbecue Fest Dallas, located at the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium. Join your Cowboys from November 4th through the 6th for some of the best barbecue in the country. That's a big promise. Wow. Get your tickets today on SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. I love some barbecues. That's exciting. I will say, I have lived in pretty much every region of the United States. I've been in the North. I've been in the South. I've been in the way South in Miami, and nobody does it like Texas. And Ooh. so maybe that's my bias talk but there you go nobody does barbecue like texas oh love i love barbecue i honestly don't know the last time i had barbecue and i <gasps> ought to be ashamed y'all don't look at me in that tone of voice <laughs> i i i have my reasons Girl, that's a food group here i, I know, know but just get off of me <laughs> <laughs> dang y'all aisha is, is feeling me. feeling some way today but nah what's worse just liking pumpkin spice or aisha not eating barbecue i don't know oh, tweet us I'm and let gonna... us know that's a Pumpkin spice too. Oh. Just, y'all, okay, anyway, my bad. We're about to get out. Listen, all right. It's pumpkin spice season, if you can't tell by the outfits over here. That, uh, we're not coordinated. But oh, Mo was incredible. Goodness. Not to change subjects, but just how incredible was Mo. Okay, really yeah. cannot get over that. She she really spoke to uh, a lot. And, and I think as a woman in the sports industry, it, it really hit hit home yeah, for the things she that. was saying. We so. needed some of that personally. Definitely. I I Beautiful. Yeah, we will have a special guest, like I said earlier, every Tuesday, just kind of talking us through their journey and just as a way like I said earlier uh, to spotlight the many women in not only this organization but in sports in general so uh, so good to hear from Mo we're going to pivot things back to this upcoming matchup so guys we we check off the reigning Super Bowl champions as a win but now we look forward uh, to a divisional matchup the biggest game of the season so far and it's not even close uh, so when you look at this matchup what's the first thing that you're thinking of mm, strength on strength I see um, both teams relying more on their defenses. I think more, it looks like less, well, it looks like less on the Eagles' side, but they are depending on their defense a lot more than what I think people initially think, especially in the second half of games. We'll get into that later, um, probably tomorrow. But I think it's strength on strength. They have a great defensive line. Cowboys have, a, a, I think, a little bit better of a defensive line. Um, their offense is able to score in spots. 
Cowboys offense is able to score in spots. Like it's the 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 deal breaker to me is going to be special teams. And Christy yesterday said special teams give it and special teams give it the, take it away. Yes. And she, the reason why she's saying that is because. For all that special teams is doing, you got the block punt yesterday from yesterday uh, on Sunday from Dorrance. Um, you got a good return late in that game from uh, Turpin to set the Cowboys up to be able to win that game. You know to to get them in good field position. Um, but you know the shank punts from uh, Brian Anger are are conning the Cowboys in, in these games late in these games. I I want field position to be better. I think this field position is going to be important in this game. I think it was important last game. I think it's going to be important for this offense every game moving forward to have better field position um, and be able to start off drives not with not in their 10, not in, at their 8, not at their 5. It's very frustrating, um, and I think that's they're setting themselves up for failure in that regard. I think special teams, Brett Maher included, included are going to be very important in this game moving forward to kind yeah. of balance things out maybe with how the uh, – the, the rivals um, match up against each other t- this week. I think anytime the Cowboys and the Eagles play, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. You always. know, it's it's a divisional game. Obviously, that goes without saying. But this rivalry is on a new level. Yeah, I'm trying a- to And especially when you're looking at two of potentially, if not the two best teams within the NFC, at least right now, it's big. This game is a very prove-it game for both the Cowboys and the Eagles. They both have something to prove. The Cowboys offense has to prove, hey, look, we're not as bad as everybody is saying. They're not awful. They're not bad. We know that. But the NFC, uh, or the NFC, the NFL, the league, is looking at the Cowboys offense as what's holding the Cowboys back. The, the, nobody's talking about the Cowboys offense. They're talking about the Cowboys defense. So, you know, the Cowboys have to prove they have all three factors of the game down. They are a contender because they can all play the complimentary football. The Eagles, they're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now, and I hate saying that. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I hate saying that. But you're looking at this Eagles team as, as a team that, you know, nobody took serious, really. You look at the year they won the Super Bowl, nobody took them serious. Nobody ever pinged them as somebody or as a team that was uh, Super Bowl contenders, and then look what happened. They went and they won it. So um, I don't ever count the Eagles out because I think if anybody in the division is going to be battling mm-hmm. come you know the end of the season for that postseason spot or even a wild card spot, it's going to be the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah. So I think any divisional win is important, but I think specifically this is going to set the tone for the division for the rest of the season because if the Cowboys can break that undefeated streak, that says a lot. If they can't, that says a lot about the Eagles, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was flipping back through my notes. I think I got distracted because your phone was vibrating. I don't know. Who's calling that? Well, <laughs> I heard bad, that. Yeah. Calling, <laughs> my bad, I'm yeah. like, who's calling it's me? You know grandma. what I'm doing right now. <laughs> it's my grandma. Oh, you Hi, Grandma. I tweeted about her. I talked her up. Y'all look. My bad, y'all. Hi, Grandma. <laughs> She's calling in to talk to us. Um, do we have a soundbite? A d- a we do. Soundbite? So something I wanted to, to preview, too, was what Dan Quinn said in his press conference about mm-hmm. what he's seen so far from this Eagles, Eagles team. So, Jazzy, if we have that, can we go ahead and play that, please? Their offense in general, um, they have just been an explosive play machine, you know, over the last couple of years, both in the run game and in the pass game. Uh, the line coach Jeff Stoutland I think is outstanding and one that has a run design that's always on point. And now they add um, Hertz in there as an additional ball carrier to that 
um, that's been I'm still kind of fresh into the the preparation piece of it, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they have incorporated AJ into that and, and where we're going. But big stable of running backs, good running game, and a quarterback uh, that's certainly making the plays. So we'll have our work cut out for us, uh, but definitely a, a challenge, one that we're looking forward to. I love that last sentence. I made sure to add that in the challenge they're looking forward to. And I think the defense is going to be challenged during this game, but it's the offense that all eyes are on the Cowboys offense. All eyes are on you guys to to really see what they're made of. I think this is going to be. Aisha said this this uh, this game with the Rams was the game. I don't know, Aisha. This could be the game that uh, teams are getting the most film on Cooper Rush. You look at now all the all the film that they had or they didn't have when Cooper Rush first started his run yeah. this season. They didn't have much. They had one game. You know, they had one game to really look back on to see what he was made of. Now you're five games in. That's a lot more film to go back and look on, especially when you're the Eagles and they're dominating like they are. It is not it is not a joke, y'all. Y'all need to be uh, a little more worried about this this game than I think the we have been the last few weeks. Yeah, no. I'm definitely worried about it. I think it's been one uh, that's been circled on the schedule, regardless of circumstance. Like you mentioned, like this is always a game that comes down to the to the wire, to the nitty gritty. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter where it is, whether it's in Philly, whether it's here, it's always a game that's going to be physical. Um, and so I think you add the elements of an undefeated Eagles team, a Jalen Hurts quarterback that's stepping into his own. He's finally commanding an offense and has a defense that can sustain uh, what the offense is doing. Uh, you got the head coach in there doing some good things and, and really being a leader that I think that they've lacked in the last few years. So uh, I definitely think this is a matchup that could be scary. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm – I mean, I think the matchup's going to be I think I think on both sides the matchup is going to determine a lot of what happens like you're saying moving forward. I think what we're going to see I want to see how um this offense responds like you were just saying. They do have a key in on uh, some of Cooper Rush's tendencies and you can tell that there are DBs biting on like these these um short shallow passes and stuff like that cuz you've seen that he's had trouble with that stuff like different i want to see how the cowboys adjust with this really honestly probably be being the most stout defense you're going to go against especially against the run now granted you know Tampa Bay was at the beginning of the season but now i want to see how they they scheme up the run and they're able to move the chains in this game if at all because the middle of the eagles defensive line is where it gets it gets kind of serious. You got Jordan Davis in there, and then obviously Fletcher Cox looks mm-hmm. he looks fresh, y'all. Like he looks fresh because he does have those young guys on the field. I think I really do think that the Cowboys' ability on on the offensive side is going to really we're going to see if they're going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be tested this game absolutely because that front seven is nothing to snuff at. I think the Cowboys' offensive line is finding success in certain places. They gonna have to they gonna have to put on their big boy draws. They're going to have to do it oh, this no. game. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, really quick before we go, I know we talked a little bit about the defense earlier. I, I just want to pick your guys's – your guys's. I want to pick y'all's brain your a little guys. bit. I know. That just didn't sound like yeah. off the tone. Um, when, you, when you look at the defense when Mike McCarthy took over mm. and you look at what they're doing right now, how, how big of a change – is it? I mean, how impactful has that metamorphosis? I think that's the word that Mike McCarthy yeah. uh, used yesterday. But just how big has that metamorphosis been? Night and day. Night and day, completely. Yeah. I, and I think this is something that Cowboys Nation, Cowboys fans everywhere, where, you know, personally as a, as a fan, the fan in me, I'm not used to talking about how great the defense is. Yeah. It's always been quite the opposite of, ah, oh, the defense, I don't know. We could win this game if the defense did this. This is such a new feeling. 
And and I think yesterday, Aisha and I were talking to Christy as we were walking out, and we asked her, you know, is this really overhyped? Is is this defense special? She said no. It out of out of her time here, this is something special. So to me, somebody uh, to Christy's magnitude saying that that yeah. says a lot. Yeah, and and with the defense, I think that it started with Mike McCarthy taking accountability and letting go of Mike Nolan. I think that was the, mm-hmm. the turning point and getting Dan Quinn in here. I think. I, I give credit to the fact that they got this coaching staff, the whole defensive coaching staff, in before the start of rookie minicamp, before OTAs. So the start of the install last year, like last season, off season, was early for these players. And again, I said it yesterday, I think this defense is out of the install period, and now they're just refining things. They're changing things up now. Um, and I feel like a lot of it, like you said, like it is night and day because you also look at the type of guys they're drafting. You listen to the language all also, these guys are like-minded when you start talking about what they do position-wise, playing their role, knowing their role. That's huge in this defense is just playing your playing your assignment. And I think that it says something that they got guys that are okay with playing their assignment despite them maybe being stars, maybe being stars from other teams, maybe used being a first-round pick or before, things like that. I think that's a lot of why this defense is is thriving is that they brought in gentlemen not only that can coach these gentlemen they also brought in gentlemen who are willing to be coached and that's what we are yeah i love that third where's in that the applause NFL, right Jazzy, where's that, that applause uh, the cowboys defense third in the nfl <laughs> in points allowed they're allowing an average of 14.4 points per game they are also third in scoring defense uh, so a lot of good things to look forward to the question as the cowboys get back to practice tomorrow What's Dak going to look like? How is the offense going to match the expectations? So I'm excited to get to see practice tomorrow just to see how things are looking. And we will talk about it tomorrow. Exciting. Haley with the goods. Thank Haley you. with the goods. Everybody with it. the goods. This has been such a good show, you guys. Uh, for Jess, for Mo, who joined us earlier, for Aisha, I'm Haley. This was Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?